Listen, I pulled RoboCop out of my ass, so you got to give me some credit. <laughs> that sounds like the name of a sex toy that vibrates really hard. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the long arm of the law. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast where we examine the 90s Spider-Man cartoon episode by episode until our web shooters run dry. I am your host, the pulpy Peter Iskandar, and as usual, I'm joined with the viscous Vero Taylor. Ah, why am I so sticky? I don't really know. You got to figure that one out yourself. Also joining us, as usual, is the moist Kevin McAvoy. Only when I hear you talking, buddy. Mm, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into it, uh, check out our social media for screenshots, updates, all that good stuff. We are at RA SpiderPod on Twitter and at Radioactive SpiderPod on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, all our information is there on our website, Thwip Thwip, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. Nice. Uh, Just a heads up for any of our listeners who might find it concerning, this episode contains some depictions of an arguably abusive relationship, and we're still going to make jokes, but it's important to acknowledge that occasionally serious issues may be dealt with, and it's not our intention to make light of them. It's our intention to make light of everything else, though. For sure. Domestic abuse is no joke. And our humor will derive at how pathetic this guy is, because, yeah. He's, He's pretty terrible, man. Yeah, so uh, what's everyone drinking today? This uh, day of the equinox, the spring equinox. The spring is sprung, and uh, I am drinking uh, default stick alt from uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam Brewery in Toronto. Uh, I am currently drinking uh, Amsterdam Pale Rider. Bleep, bleep. (laughs) Okay, that's a weird name for a beer. Um, I am just drinking... A Pinot Grige that I got at the wine rack mixed with some knockoff LaCroix called Bubbly. You know, wine rack is again one minute from my house. <laughs> uh, pop open a bottle and pour yourself a cold one because today we're taking a deep dive into Neogenic Nightmare, Chapter 3 Hydro Man. Hydro-Man first aired September 23rd of 1995 and is based on The Amazing Spider-Man issue 212. Uh, The story is not really the same, and we'll talk about it as the episode continues, but it did take some key elements from the original story. Do you like it better or worse? I don't know. It's it's different. If you're a fan of the cartoon series, that obviously we're a fan of this cartoon, like it makes sense as a natural progression. Um, Reading the comic uh, in isolation, it's like, okay, this is just a random story. And, but that's how that's kind of how it was. It was just like, here's a one-off. Hopefully people give a shit. Our story begins with Spider-Man reading the paper and dropping mad exposition before catching a purse snatcher on Coney Island. We learn there's a crime spree going on. Spidey's a suspect. Mary Jane is hot and cold. Spider-Man is still mutating. But we're going to ignore that last one for this episode. After the minute and a half recap that he's mutating... He still felt the need to tell us that he's mutating. Right. Is there a recap for every episode now? Like, Yeah, it feels like that's what we're doing. But also it allows them to have shorter episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. We can cut out only a minute and a half. <laughs> the opening is basically just all set up here. It is really cool to see a change of scenery instead of just having him swing through the usual cityscape that you get to see almost every time. He's on Coney Island, so there's roller coasters and shit. Although it does make it so there's some weird shit in the background. <laughs> when he swings down to uh, to snag the purse snatcher, I had to pause it because I'm like, oh, what are all these booths say? Because he goes, by, <laughs> he goes, swings by all these booths. One is called Bar Seafoods Frankfurters. And then there's <laughs> another one that says Cook's Baths First Ad. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's an ad, obviously. First ad, yeah, and, first, and then a, and then a garbage bath. can that just says dust. Dust. It just says dust. <laughs> it just says dust. Have you not heard know. of the game Dust? It's <laughs> yeah. basically it's the game based after uh, Infinity War. Oh, oh shit! Oh. Nice. oh, he's here sorry, all week. Tip your waitresses. Nice. Yep. There's also a lot of newspapers in this one. Newspaper headlines, that is. It says in the byline there that Ned Leeds wrote the Bugle story about Spider-Man that he's griping about. And Ned Leeds is a real character from the comics. He's kind of a rival for Betty Brant. 
It's kind of a little nod, which is cool. That's pretty oh, cool. That's I like nice. when they do that kind of stuff. Wait, they say that it has to be Spider-Man because they're super-powered. Are they just ignoring the last two months of superior villains running amok? What about Mysterio, who also robbed places? Good point. There, I figure that that's their default. This is J3 Communications. Yeah, exactly. It's Spider-Man by default. Like, come on. It's Spider-Man guilty till proven innocent. Did he say what he's doing in... Coney Island? Like, why is he in Coney Island? For fun? <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> Maybe I ought to come out here in the day and bring somebody who's fun to be with, like Mary Jane. Uh, MJ's clearly a woman of our generation. She doesn't want to be tied down. She's got people to meet. She's got places to see. She doesn't want to commit. She's afraid to get close. Afraid to get close. Or she doesn't want to. Spoiler. I didn't know she had a problem, to be fair. It is kind of cool that they finally acknowledged the fact that you're not really understanding what is going on with this life. They kind of nodded to it in the first episode of the second season, and uh, now they're kind of taking a closer look at it. And it actually pays off suddenly. Part of me is thinking that Spider-Man's just choosing to ignore the whole chameleon situation where maybe she's legitimately still pissed off about that. Thanks. For not coming to my play, as you promised. MJ's sitting at home like, that fucking dick. All I wanted was for him to show up at my play and say he's sorry. You know what? Maybe she should go and articulate that to him instead of assuming that he knows what he did wrong. <gasps> Talking about your feelings? No, nope, never mind. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> the sea moves on, transitioning to the aquarium, where a pricey pearl necklace is being stolen. The culprit seems super strong and super moist, but Spider-Man doesn't get a good look as he tries to chase him down. Instead, he nearly ends up as eel food and comes away looking guilty of another heist. Uh, just a warning to everybody who hates the word moist. It's going to be said a lot in this episode. <laughs> I wrote the script and I made sure of it's it. It's a new ASMR. <laughs> moist. <laughs> I was pretty bummed about seeing an aquarium, not gonna lie, but it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Why the fuck do they have a priceless pearl necklace in the fucking aquarium? Where you go to look at jewelry. Then he says the tank is pressurized, which is not a usual thing, but to 500 fathoms makes no sense. That's 3,000 feet, about 900 meters, which is about 90 atmospheres, which is... That area of the ocean's completely dark. No fish with these colors would be there. But then the glass is only four inches thick, which is way too thin. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, no, exactly. Two million bucks in rare pearls sitting there like, uh, like seeds in a glass of lemonade. You don't want seeds in your lemonade. But you want these pearls? Good point. No, you don't. Hey, that's how Mama Iskandar did it. <laughs> and, uh, I'll be damned if you're going to go and speak against it. The one thing that does pay off later is when their guards are having like the banter and the one guard's like, man, can you believe this heat? But like they're indoors surrounded by water, but they're drinking coffees, referring to the coffee. Like it doesn't make any sense until at the end of the episode, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I guess it's supposed to be. Hit. I just sort of was like, oh, I guess it's summer, but it is a really weird thing to say at night. <laughs> At night, indoors, surrounded it's by very water. very humid. There's a lot of water. In a, yeah, in a climate-controlled building by default. Relax, man. <laughs> chill out. I'm like, chill out, daddy-o. Like, easy there, cool guy. With These guards are fucking preposterous. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. You can tell they're trying to go and cater to, like, younger audiences. Like They try the cool so stuff. hard with this episode. It's going to yeah. come up in the literally the next scene, and it just gets worse. I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty weird. But... There's something going on fucky in the tank. Some weird man is in there stealing shit. You don't know what's going on, but he can break through that impenetrable four inches of glass. So he must be super strong. It's just a single crack in that glass and the whole thing's gone. Spider-Man's nearby and he hears the alarm going off and he kind of swings over there and he says, Huh? Don't tell me the beluga whales are having a midnight clam bake. And I was like, Beluga's do eat clams. I like this guy. He's a scientist. He knows what's up. But the best thing about it, though, which is also the worst part about it, is like, who is he telling this joke to? I know he's <laughs> telling it to himself, but it's like, <laughs> like what the fuck? He's dude? like me. He cracks himself up. Oh, I talk to myself all the time. Yeah, she does. Oh, wait, no, wait. I guess he's not doing it out loud. <laughs> I don't know anymore. We tried to analyze if the mask moves or not. 
And we have yet to come up with a definitive answer. Well, in this episode, we kind of know he doesn't say it a lot of the stuff out loud because he continues to quip to himself while he's underwater. So mm. it's true. Uh-oh, chow time, and I'm the main course. When he swings in there, he's, he looks around for what's going on, and he sees a figure running down the hallway, and he says, Hold on, Kimasabi. What the fuck is that? He A, says it super fast. Like, it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and what a random reference. I had to remind myself what it was. That's like Japanese for friend, right? It's what Tonto says. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes, it's true. It's true, Kimosabi. Yes, Kimosabi. Oh, yes. were you well, channeling well, not... Johnny Depp? You're not allowed to do Whoa, that. Whoa, Vero, we don't talk about Johnny Depp. He So he's chasing him down. He pulls out the belt light. So I was like, yes, Crotch the belt light. light returns. Crotch power. They always pan away when, they, when he activates the crotch light because you see it move around. And I want them to just give us a wide shot where we see Spider-Man just leaning in with his dong, just like try- like we're doing like an invisible hula hoop to sort of look around. Like, what's he doing? Is it part of his belt? <laughs> yeah, I guess belt? he's got to gyrate a lot to do it, <laughs> Yeah, right? like, it's well, we know belt. that's what you want to see. In that scene, he goes from basically the bottom corner of the room all the way up to the staircase. How did he do it? If not, uh, so... Leaning he's way very back. flexible. Vera. He's, <laughs> he's got spider very... agility in the loins. He's that's doing true. that like weird contortionist backbend where their head sticks out between their legs. When he comes up top, he gets immediately knocked into a tank by a tornado of water. What do you call that? A spout funnel. And then, like, I love how he always every time spider sense comes on, he's like, <gasps> spider sense. Something must be wrong. Danger. And then gets trucked. Like every single time. Like, yeah, we get it, dude. Spider sense. Danger. Yeah, he gets down to the tank, and then mm-hmm. there's a bunch of bullshit eels that look like dinosaurs. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask Kevin, what kind of eels are those? So I thought a long and hard about a lot of the animals in this one, <laughs> and okay. uh, the the first tank is full of doesn't make any sense and are not real, and then this one, these eels are not. They're, they look like dinosaurs. They look like nothing. Maybe wolf eels, but they're not aggressive. Like I know some wolf eels, and they're cool. So like, like personally, uh, yeah. Call them up at night. Well, I, fe- I feed them by hand sometimes. Oh, they're at the aquarium? Yeah. They're sweet. Oh, cool. Their homes are called dens. Oh, yeah, yeah. they do look like wolf eels. They do, A yeah. They don't bit. look like mores. The more important thing here is that we finally see he has spare web cartridges on him at all times on his utility belt that he also has. And you're like, where was this when you needed it? Oh, I know, right? Well, like, he goes like, oh, I need a web cartridge, and then lifts it up and grabs a cartridge from the utility belt that he has, which has several more pockets, by the way. So, like, how's he ever running out of fucking web fluid? I guess if it works in the story. Yeah, exactly. Just like how the guards are completely gone for some reason, and then immediately show up just to see him in the tank. Yeah. Oh, it must have been Spider-Man. Put it yeah, as my he t-shirt. really is the thief. Oh, great. Jameson will probably be selling Spider-Man really is the thief t-shirts by noon tomorrow. Yeah, I'd buy one of those. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds actually pretty good. Hey, maybe we should go and make those t-shirts. <laughs> Merch store. Read out to spiderpod.com slash store. And it's just yeah, like. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's just you go there. It's, it's like a sad face. <laughs> I can do it. I'll implement that shit, Kevin. I don't give yeah. a fuck. At the coffee bean, Peter meets up with Mary Jane to give her some photos and gets shot the fuck down. She gets a call from a mysterious stranger and rushes out to meet him, blowing off Peter with some choice words. But that doesn't stop Spider-Man from tagging along. So Peter goes and shows MJ the pictures I guess he took for her modeling gig or whatever. And then she's like, oh, how can uh, I ever repay you? And he's like, how about if you pay for both of us at Coney Island tomorrow? Classic Peter just wants a fucking date. That's all he ever talks to MJ about. He just wants a date and Felicia and any other woman in this cartoon. Except for Aunt May and his older sister, Deborah Whitman. Yeah, Deborah Deborah Whitman. Yeah, but he is so shot down by MJ and he fucking deserves it. Well, to be fair, I mean, he's made his feelings clear. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it is what it is, I guess. I thought they were getting uh, getting better and stuff. Well, that I think that's what his confusion is. He right. it kind of goes into it. He says, "What's up, MJ? You've been turning me down right and left lately." The lately bit is the part that's 
interesting. And the part that is sort of what's been confusing for us as the viewer, it seems like things are going good with him and then it's not. And then we don't really know where any of this is coming from. But we're finally getting into why, which is good. Yeah, it seems like a lot of their interactions were always on her sort of terms. Of course I was worried, Peter, about your aunt. It seems like she sort of holds the cards and he's like, well, she's always around. Why can't I go on a date with her? Yeah. So Peter is clearly frustrated, though. He's like, come on, what's going on with you, Mary Jane? Like, he just wants some answers and you can kind of tell. And she's obviously not being honest. She's hiding something. But she's distant. And maybe there's a reason. Oh, that's fair. It's Liz Allen, though. Another bit player from the early comics. Liz. Yeah, she goes to high school with them all. And then uh, she ends up marrying Harry Osborn. That's nice. Oh, you guys remember when Pig Latin was cool? Uh, Yeah, I remember being in grade eight and thinking I was the smartest person. Yeah, you're right, Vero. Me neither. MJ, phone for you and make it ass bay, AB Bay, or my boss will ill cane me. Thanks, Liz. Cool. You're wearing that dumb baker's hat and you're talking in Pig Latin. I can see why things are going great for Liz Allen. Oh, MJ isn't even surprised that she's getting a call at a fucking diner. Well, I didn't really pick that up until I rewatched it. And this is tying into the old men made this show for teens or younger people thing, (laughs) because I I couldn't figure out what was bothering me about this. But it's because this is supposed to be like a hip coffee joint, like on 90s TV, right? Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. It's no central perk. It's clearly a diner there. It's only like Seinfeld esque tables like a regular Manhattan diner, but it's it's outside, it's styled, and it's named like it's going to be this cool place for them to hang out. It doesn't make any sense because the people making this don't know what they're doing for yeah, that shit. But also Liz Allen is wearing a fucking baker's hat for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. It's such a yeah. weird juxtaposition. Like, what would they wear at the cafe? I don't mm-hmm. know, a baker's hat. They got muffins. <laughs> I'm Ari Arid. <laughs> MJ answers the phone. And they cut away to anime profile sneaky guy shot 101. It's all lips. It's all the lips and the super detailed hand. Very anime. It's so anime. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah, I wrote that down too. It just like it sticks out like a sore thumb because none of the rest of the animations like that. But what sticks out more is Mary Jane Watson's super upper own ass answering of the phone. Mary Jane Watson, fabulous supermodel. You have one ad on a bus shelter. That's why she can't go on a date with Peter because her career is taking off. Because all the men who see me at bus shelters and want to date me. But that voice, like we finally start getting to hear Hydro Man's voice. I just, I know what it is. I've heard it several times. I just can't fucking place it. Oh, you know what it is. Vero, do you know who it is? No, I don't. You've got no inklings of who that might be? I do, and now it's going to be it's going to upset me. So you do recognize my voice. That voice is I've heard it several times through my childhood. Um, and as I was watching this, I could not place it. Can I get a hint? No. You'll have to wait till the end of the episode to find out who it is. All right, fine. I wasn't talking to you, Vero. I was talking to you listener oh yay i like that she says don't follow me and peter goes yeah but you didn't say anything about spider-man is that a thing that he does like oh you kicked apparently oh peter parker can't come into the girls washroom but you didn't say anything about about (laughs) spider-man he does justify it she just runs out as soon as she gets this creepy phone call she blows him off like we said And uh, he justifies that she's clearly afraid, not just angry or or doesn't want to speak to him or something, which is true. So I guess we'll allow it. It cuts from this to just a random upscale clothing store. And then the sprinkler goes off and a liquid form of Hydro Man sluices down a mannequin. And I thought that was just Hydro Man moving around town. But then when I watched it again, he's clearly stealing clothes for his weird wannabe date. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. His body coats the clothes, then slides off, and then the mannequin's just nude, and he's still a liquid. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Did he turn the fucking clothes into water? He doesn't dissolve clothes. That's not a power. No. I think like, I get that he wants to wear fancy clothes, but... I, <sighs> Why? Why can't he just assimilate it like he does with the rest of his clothes? Yeah, I don't know. But it, then it raises questions, 
about how he's stealing all this shit. Does he like break into the bank vault and then flush each wad of cash down the toilet until he can go and get it? Yeah. Yes. Like he's there all night just... Or he's holding the bags and the bags turn into water with him. They clearly don't though. I was picturing a guy at a gym like showering and his clothes are just like on the bench. The Mori bench? Oh. <laughs> Boom. Nice. And then Hydro Man <laughs> sort of comes out of the faucet and steals the guy's clothes. But again, how the fuck is he going to steal his clothes when he comes out of the faucet? Well, then he materializes as a person and then runs out. He'd be like, you're stealing my clothes. I can see you. <laughs> no, no, he's got soap in his eye. Mary Jane arrives at the Hotel Seville to confront our antagonist, Maury Bench, who is apparently her ex. He tries to give her the pearl necklace, but she rejects him and rightfully storms out. Bench gives a peeping Spidey the slip, though, and leaves his clothes behind. Da, 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 da. First of all, second aquarium of the episode, and that, my friends, is a Forcipiter flasimus, a yellow long-nosed butterfly fish, a.k.a. a forceps butterfly fish. <laughs> it's quality fish. So it turns out Mary Jane and Maury Bench dated before, um, and he's still in love with her and everything, but he can't fucking take a hint. A creepy guy from high school? Yeah. What are the odds? How, what has that ever happened? Whoever this voice actor is, out of the gates, has made this character clearly unhinged, and there's no... Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe he's understood. Yeah. Nah, you get it immediately that this guy is creepy and this guy is weird and that MJ is every right to just brush him off and not want to be around him. Yeah, for sure. It's all the vibrato that he he puts in his voice because MJ, you need to love me. Yeah, everything's a little bit tense, but it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's very, ah. Uh. More vibrato, Vero, more vibrato. Why did you leave me? Vibrato. It's been too long. He's like in pain? Yes, he's pained. That's a very good point. Yeah, I don't know if it maybe his power, he can't keep himself together. <laughs> he's constantly gargling. <laughs> <laughs> he also goes from zero to ten and then fucking cranks it to eleven. It's true. Immediately trying to be all upon her. And then when he gets rejected, like dropping the your father ran out on you. Oh, card. my God. Yeah. Right. Deep cut right away. At least I never ran out on you like your father did. You know what women like when you bring up trauma. That's 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 a, that's that's good. Yeah. Yep, yep. Or compare work. them to their failed relationship with their father. Well, I'm not as bad as that terrible father you had. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you judge yourself to be an okay person? Yeah, I robbed the bank and stabbed you, but I'm not Hitler. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're not as bad as Hitler. What was I thinking? <laughs> well, very well then, sir. I'll see you later. Court adjourned. <laughs> but like she stands up for herself, which is pretty sweet to see. She's like, look, Maury, our relationship is over. You were jealous, overbearing, and, and made my life miserable. So leave me alone. And he's an absolute unit. He is monstrous. Sure. He's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Bench can bench. Let's just say that. <laughs> and uh, she's immediately like, no, I don't want your shit. No, I don't want you in my life. Get the fuck out. It kind of raises the question of why she went at all, but I guess she needed to confront him. So I, I get it. And then she's just like, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> like, she just dips. This is a short scene because uh, Mary Jane does the smart thing. And she just leaves him hanging in his what we can only assume is like a thousand dollar yellow jacket. The thousand dollar jacket. Bench uh, made them meet at the Seville Hotel, mm -hmm. uh, which is a real place. It's a classic landmark in uh, Manhattan, although uh, it's had a couple name changes and now is known as the James New York Nomad. Okay. Uh, but the the drawing that they do at the outside is actually quite accurate. Nice. So it's really good. That's good. Do you think that MJ noticed his overuse of water puns now? <laughs> it's as inevitable as the tides. Yeah, he's dropping them already. But maybe he's just a weird poetic creep. Is he channeling know. his inner Mysterio? 
Oh god, that nerd. Nerds are always doing this shit, man. Nerd. Yeah, look how many puns Spider-Man's dropping. Hydro-Man gets really obsessed about his water-related puns. There should be a counter. You could say he's worried about his water weight. Oh, oh, shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mary Jane walks home alone at night in New York City in a park in the 1990s, which is a recipe for success. Bench tries to creep her again and demonstrates his new watery abilities. Spider-Man steps in to help, and Bench reveals the true extent of his aqua powers. Aqua powers. I had to come up with, like, water abilities and then aqua powers, so I didn't just say the same thing twice. Aqua powers ignite. Form of water. Form of a fucking loser. (laughs) Form of dihydrogen moron oxide. Hey, Hey. not bad. Whoa, there it is. It's like I know science. I did do more sleuthing, and uh, while it's a little far away, it said that she's going through Washington Square Park here, again, drawn quite accurately, and it is pretty much a straight shot from the Seville down Fifth Avenue to this park, so it also makes sense. Good job. Maybe they actually thought about it, and they're just like, ah, well, you know. Yeah, maybe they started caring in this season. They've got the budget to care. He looks super creepy when he's telling MJ he has something to show her. (laughs) Oh, God, his eyes bulge out of their sockets. You're like, no, you must come with me. There's something I have to show you. If somebody in a park never says they need to show you something, run and find a police officer. No, exactly. I mean, that happened with me and Kevin this this weekend. (laughs) Wait, what? What? I like how he comes out and he says, uh, hey, I know why you broke up with me, Mary Jane. I mean, I had no car, no cash, no class. No apartment? (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting it. Hydro-Man gets pissed off that MJ is rejecting him, and he starts like shooting water into the air and everything. He's like, look what I can do. And shoots like a fucking huge geyser into the air. And eventually, like Spider-Man is actually stalking Mary Jane. Because, obviously. Obviously. So finally, Spider-Man goes and intervenes between her and Hydro-Man. And she's like, oh, what are you doing here? He's like, a 500-foot geyser in Washington Square? And you're wondering why I'm here? I'm like, yeah, good cover, Spider-Man. Although when he sees it go off, he says, kumbaya, for some reason. What the hell is that? Kumbaya! He has more K-words than I do. No, I yeah, again, because I think it's an it's not an expletive. He could have taken a Ninja Turtles slant on it and said Cowabunga or something. Yeah, Cowabunga could have worked. So they have the opening shot there where Hydro Man is just like, look at me shooting my load into the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at my big load. <laughs> well, if you had a load so big, somebody yelled, Somebody call the cops! No! Uh, I think you'd want to show it off too, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man saves Mary Jane from a tidal wave and then dukes it out with Hydro-Man. It turns into a beatdown pretty quickly, and Spider-Man is in danger of drowning in a water tower. Some quick thinking allows him to escape and make sure that MJ gets away safely, allowing us to get some more background on her stalker. The quipping between the two of these guys right now is next level. Yeah, it's pretty great throughout pretty much the rest of the episode, I'd say. Fight out! I can't! They take away my superhero license. Did you say Hydrant Man? The dogs must love you. It's Hydro Man. And it's the last name you'll ever hear. I mean, he even makes a comment about it. For somebody new to this supervillain gig, you've sure got the cliches down. I think for the first time, a villain actually retorts later. Because Spider-Man goes and mentions something about Anyway, there's a strict no-surfing ordinance in the park, dude. Yeah, and then later, Hydro-Man goes and says, Forget your water wings, dude. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, like, like that's uh, It was back and forth. Thing. It was great. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to see that disembodied Maury Bench head on the liquid body oh, in my yeah. nightmares, but yeah, this is a great episode so far. So, Kevin, you're saying you'll see him in your liquid dreams? Oh, God. When Spider-Man's in the water tower and Liquid Dreams jumps in after him and turns into the sort of amorphous liquid arm, I had some very serious Morpha flashbacks from Ocarina of Time. And I just kept 
spazzing to want to hit the hook shot. I was like, go, get out of there, get out of there, get to the spiky walls. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, nobody likes a water temple. Yeah, so Spider-Man goes and says, Submariner, eat your heart out. And I thought that was fucking awesome. Like, you never hear a fucking Namor the Submariner reference. But there it was. Like, he's the Marvel Aquaman equivalent, and Aquaman's a way bigger deal in their universe. Who came out first, Submariner or Aquaman? Namor. Nine, April 1939, Aquaman, uh, Aquaman came out in November 1941, 1941. So yeah, Namor was first. Yeah, look at that. I like the way Spider-Man got out of this. He swims into the riptide. Yeah, he realizes his limitations and uh, he takes the other path, which is smart. For sure. He kind of realizes he might be in a little bit over his head. I think it's because of when he gets hit into an air conditioning unit. (laughs) That looks like it hurts so much. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. He just shoots him, and it's so fast, and the animation's so good. He just smashes into it so hard, and it's that thing when you hit so hard, you're kind of stuck for half a second, and then he's just, like, falling forward. I would say it's a combination of that and almost drowning by that tornado that shoves him to the ground of the water tower right before the commercial break. They use it as a uh, cliffhanger. Yeah, he's he's going to drown. And with good reason. I thought the funniest part in this was when Hydro Man goes and reconstitutes himself and he's just like, what, you thought you could go and stand against Hydro Man? I'm like, did you give that name to yourself, buddy? (laughs) You mean Hydrant Man? Yes. Hey, it's like bro code number one. You don't give yourself your own nickname. Otherwise, everyone's going to call themselves the Duke. Well, Spider-Man gets away from Waterboy after doing some massive property damage by shoving over the water tower. And he just grabs MJ off the street while he's swinging by. Don't grab people. That's what he does, though. <laughs> but she's fine. Like, he knows where the villain is. He knows where she is. There's no reason to just grab her like that. She's not fine. She's running with her eyes closed. <laughs> For two solid frames, she's running with her eyes closed on a sidewalk, drifting dangerously close to the actual road. In cowboy boots. Those are hard. Sure, there's no traction there. The delivery of Chris Barnes, when MJ goes like, ah, put me down, he goes, relax, it's just me. Makes it seem like Peter forgot that he is currently Spider-Man because it has such a familiar undertone. I thought that was a really interesting moment, an exchange. (laughs) She's like, I know who you are. I have a TV. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the bander's so tight, even in their conversation. It's great. You know what? Yeah. I wish she would have been like, you should know who I am. I'm on a bo- I'm on a bus poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen the gross bus poster at Coney Island, my friend? <laughs> I throw water. In this in this scene, like in this whole fucking episode, MJ is a strong independent woman. Doesn't need no man. Yeah. Absolutely. Peter even offers her a web sling home. She's like, yeah, I'll take a cab. She yeah. don't she don't want no web sling. She's fine. Like, fuck you. I make enough money. I'm a fucking model. Well, she probably doesn't. But like, uh, does she need him to contribute to how abnormal that day has already been? It's true. It's true. And knowing Spider-Man, he'd probably just leave her on a roof somewhere, nowhere near her house. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably where you live. No, or they'll swing and then he'll like take her home. And she's like, I never told you where I live. Oh, how do we get here? Oh, yeah. Uh, Thwip, thwip. He shoots webs in her, yeah, webs in her eye and runs away. Because <laughs> that's all he's got. Yep. Chloroform web. Just Gwen Stacy's her, drops her a little too fast. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus, no. Uh. She might get amnesia. She might die. Mm-hmm. It's a risk he's willing to take. <laughs> Peter has some errands to do, first hitting up ESU to mix up a special batch of web fluid. Then he swings by the coffee bean to figure out MJ's whereabouts from Liz. But Hydro Man has the same idea. They both show up, and Hydro Man carries MJ off via tidal wave into the harbor. I loved this part where they show him mixing up a special batch of web fluid. Like yes. the nerd in me is just like fucking right. Science mixed the red thing into the gray thing and boom, new web fluid. It was great. Yeah, I liked it too. Anytime that Spider-Man does his I'm going to outsmart the enemy, I'm on board. I, I, I was and that's it. an innate ability. That's not spider enhanced. And he, he goes so far as to say, let's hope Bench's liquid form is as good a catalyst as regular old H2O. And he's wearing a lab coat. 
which means he takes lab he safety very seriously. PPE, boys. PPE. Yeah. Preach. But you know what? He's not wearing any eye protection. Oh, the goggles do nothing. So, Well, hopefully there's an eye wash station around. So. It's not acid. You don't know what that red liquid is that he mixes into his web fluid. He tells you later it's basically gelatin. So, <laughs> so I went and bought some jello. It's probably, yeah, it's just it's like, do I go with Rippin' Berry or <laughs> Cool Punch? <laughs> Obviously, he just picked watermelon because that's the best flavor. So do we know Liz? No, she has never been in an episode before, and now she's their good friend. Yeah, this is the first time, right? Uh, she does drop the stay cool, Parker. Yeah, they know all the hip phrases here at Coffee Bean. <laughs> I'm bringing that back, Kevin. You'll see. I'm bringing back. No one says stay cool anymore. Stay cool, Parker. Her giving the address to Peter and Hydro Man hydro arming his way through her wallet. Hydrojacking? Hydrojacking? Hydro fingering? Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Whoa. It's great sort of scene dynamics. The whole looking at her ID thing is actually kind of cleverly done because then it transitions from that to MJ looking at a photo as well. And Mm -hmm. I guess it's an ID. It's very unclear what that pick what the picture is. But it is of her dad, who looks like some sort of low level mobster informant. I don't know. It's weird. If it's the nineties and you're showing me a picture of a man with a trench coat, a fedora, and a mustache, I'm going with mobster. Ah, Why the mustache? That previous episode with the mob war taught us that if you wear a trench coat, yeah, you're you're in deep. But you know what? Like, at least we we actually get some MJ backstory here, which which is rare. It's great. Not only do we get this the stuff, this relationship with her and Bench, which explains why she maybe doesn't want to get necessarily close to people romantically. All of a sudden, though, by the way, she'll flirt and she'll and she'll be able to have like a superficial relationship, but she's not willing to get close, which is what Peter's problem was like a peck here and there means nothing yeah exactly she's willing to go on a date she's willing to have fun but then when feelings come into it then she starts to get a little squirrely and for good reason she had this fucking water boy freaking out on her in high school and then not (laughs) only that her father ran out on her guess we're not so different huh dad when things got tough i turned tail and ran too but not for long that's another reason that, you know, a man in her life has like kind of fucked her over here. So it makes sense that she doesn't she has a hard time with these relationships. It has a lot of depth to the character. Yeah, it really does. So MJ, as usual, is always wearing the same outfit. And I'm sure she's got a few splashes from the previous scene and everything. And here she gets fucking doused in water. Does she not want to fucking change? Just remove the sweater or the cowboy boots. Like, the cowboy boots are probably water repellent, but uh, I don't well, know. Well, they're about probably the filled with water. Yeah, I mean, she's got uh, she's got worse shit going on, I guess, that she has to worry about. Yeah, but she's actually going to get really bad blisters. The second mm, leather and suede gets wet, uh, it's game over. And what was he going to do? He kind of like just carries her off into the river. Yeah, bench. Just shows up via sink pipes. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. like pops out of the sink. And then Peter arrives outside. MJ needs me as a friend now more than ever. And that's the difference between a nice guy and a nice guy right there. Peter's like, well, well, even if she rejected me, like we're still friends and, and I want to help her out. And then the other guy's fucking psycho. Uh, True. Yeah. But he's like, oh, too late because a huge title just smashes through Liz's apartment because <laughs> she's got everything else going great for her right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure the waitressing job she has is going to pay for all that structural damage. I want to <laughs> assume that she's in, in like university. And she's just paying her way through. Like, I don't know. But the, the tidal wave like goes barreling down the street. They use a couple of quick recycled shots to get Spider-Man in his uniform and chasing her down. And then she just plows into the harbor on this tidal wave and they're like, oh, gone. See ya. Right in the fucking river. That's what he wants us to think. She's got to be alive. You don't know. He's clearly unhinged. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he doesn't resort ultimately to some weird if I can't have you, no one can kind of. But doesn't he, though? In this, like in a kid's show, I don't think they can explicitly say that. Yeah, that's but right. But I think 
is played so unhinged by the voice actor that you feel like that's on the table. Watching it as an adult, I didn't yeah. pick that up as a kid, but like looking at it this way, you'd be like, yeah, he seems capable of that kind of shit. Hydro Man brings MJ to a pumping station and then gives us his origin story. Expelled, Navy, special research, accident, deep earth mystery goop, power. He thinks that entitles him to whatever he wants, but Spider-Man shows up with his special webbing to goop him up. Again, he goes right off the deep end in this scene. He apologizes for the terror that he just put her through. I think she's almost unconscious when he pulls her out of the water. Yeah, with his weird magic bubble power we never see again. <laughs> he immediately regrets the drastic move he just did in that weird sort of, oh, I'm so sorry, but like, look, look, I brought you here. Look at all this exciting things that I have for you. And he's so ugh, into her. Yeah, he's the hydro nice guy. It's uh, yeah, not ugh. fun. So he goes and shows her an entire pile of like gold and riches and... Carpets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, carpets. That's some very nice carpets. Some then, Afghans. Half armor. And there's a fucking armoire there. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That might be Victorian. That's probably expensive. <laughs> Not when it's water damaged. <laughs> How do you bring that through the fucking pipes? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. Okay, first of all, who makes fucking gold coins these days? Second of all, it's a pretty pathetic pile. It's like, what, foot high? It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, what's he going to do with all that stuff? Is he going to go and fucking cash it? Like, you can't just go to the bank and exchange jewels and gold coins. Like, how is he going to go and make all of those treasures liquid? Put them... Oh, oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> ah, you fucking dickhead. That sucks, you asshole. That was so good. That was so good. That better be in there. That's gold, I tell you. <laughs> well, speaking of gold, a cubic foot of gold is worth $20.9 million USD. What? Wow. Current market value? E, uh, that was uh, when gold prices were a little bit lower than they are today. But uh, mm. yeah. And he's got our more money. <laughs> but also, does nobody go and work at this fucking pumping station? This, this employee just walks in, goes... Huh, and just starts taking all of it. Yeah, exactly. It's just in a corner. Like, okay, cool. So they start going into Hydro Man's uh, backstory, and um, it's fairly similar to how it was in the comics. Like, he was a he was on a boat and everything, but he was kind of this like low life longshoreman, and there <gasps> was an experiment, um, and there was some like testing that changed him but it wasn't some random ooze from the earth that they depict here it was kind of like the test is what changed him mixed with some stray electrical wires like whatever it's none of it makes sense obviously but sure they, they kind of it was sort of similar but like they didn't have to make him in the navy i guess that kind of gave him a redeeming quality hey he says that he was a nobody in the navy but when you think about it semen has a lot of potential God damn it. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. <laughs> All right. Cut the cut. Yes. Cut the podcast right here. We're done. To be fair, like the comic actually does depict it a little bit better because they go and depict it where he like goes into the propeller blades and Spider-Man's like, oh, fuck, he's going to go into the propeller blades. And like he kind of actually goes in there and it comes out the other side and Spider-Man's like, well, what the fuck? What happened? Instead, we get Bench standing there. As yep. he all and he always looks like Donald Trump's face when it's in those medium shots. <laughs> like it's kind oh, of God. he's got that comb over, he's kind of pudgy. Like, I don't know. Oh gosh. Orange. <laughs> it's funny how he goes and like tries to get somebody to love him and then they don't reciprocate and he starts throwing chests of gold coins at them as if that's gonna make them love him. Yeah, he says, I want is I don't want to own you. I want to love you. And then later on, he's just like, she belongs to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's mine. It's terrible. Oh. Spider-Man creeps up and he's just like, three minutes underwater. Do I get my merit badge? Pops up and he just lays into him with his cool new webbing. Which, which is awesome. Yeah, and, and it kind of works. Loved it. Yeah, so he goes and makes 
paper this, mache out of him. Yeah, he goes and makes this super awesome web, the ha- web that has a coagulant in it. He goes and explains it to MJ and does the whole Star Trek thing and says the whole complicated thing and then sums it up in a very simple metaphor. Like putting too yeah. much air in a balloon. Basically, I stirred powdered gelatin into him. Let's just say he's getting his just desserts. So the incel super soaker breaks free and MJ makes a run for it while he beats Spider-Man down again. She finds a recycling center and then kicks some liquid ass, eventually forcing a showdown on the roof. Yeah, let's get out of here. No, no, I'm not finished explaining to you how I froze him. Yeah, yeah, they waste all of their time that they get from his really sweet science by just talking about stuff. I guess they're micro cracks in how the thing solidified. Well, it makes sense. He would eventually be able to force himself out of it. But like, let's just talk about how he moved around town. Like, I didn't think that needed explaining how he got around town. It was very clear he was using sprinklers. They showed him going through faucets. Bank vaults, sprinklers, kitchen sinks. Spidey makes like three moves and then he gets smoked into the giant pile of coins it's like <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a Scrooge McDuck moment ah, where he's swimming gonna... around. And then, yeah. nah, that hurts like a motherfucker because it's yeah. solid metal. MJ is smart. She gets the fuck out of there as soon as uh, things, you know, start going south here. Yep. You know, Hydro Loser gives chase. I really love how he runs across the road through traffic trying to catch MJ and he just gets smoked by a car. Yep. And bursts into liquid and just reconstituted himself. It, it's such a cool little effect. And yep. I like that they use the windshield wipers, too, to rub them off the... <laughs> yeah, it does. The uh, the windshield. Uh, it's very RoboCop-esque. It is very <laughs> RoboCop-esque, except he's not a gelatinous mutant. Yeah, he's not uh, dead. And yeah, he's it's a little less He's definitely dead in yep. RoboCop. <laughs> Yeah, MJ sort of just lays into him here in this bit. Yep. He gets like she throws a hook on a on a wire into him, so that smashes his body again after he got hit yep. by the car. Then she uh, crushes him with a giant thing of recycled paper. I guess is what it's supposed I to be, guess, yeah. which would also have a very drying effect, I suppose. And then he, <laughs> she just runs into the back of this place. And there's these two dudes throwing junk on a conveyor belt. And then they it's great because the two guys see her burst into this room and they'll just kind of look at her. They're like, oh, well, OK. And then Ben shows up and they immediately like, hey, you can't be here. I know. I wrote yeah. that down, too. Yeah. They just sense his sketchiness. Like, like the hot lady was OK, but a sausage fest not on our watch. We have shovels. And they, like, brandish the matter. Hey, you don't belong here. Get lost! MJ just uses that as an opportunity again, and she yep. throws sand in their face. They got, like, yep. uh, you know, the fire sand that you have that's, like, and it's like heavy and sticky. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed yep. to smother stuff, but it just gets stick to his sweaty body. Yeah, so he gets that shit in the face. He's blinded, I guess. He falls onto the onto the conveyor belt i kind of thought he was gonna get toasted in the oven here it would have been it would have made sense but it probably would have been too brutal for kid show but he's made of water right like it would have made sense but then he's going into a full flame like that's a pretty apparent death yeah i just like that he hits the shovel in a very comedic like oh i can't see oh the shovel and then goes flying over it like a clumsy cluso-esque waiter it was very nice. <laughs> I was going to say it's very right out of Home Alone. Because <laughs> now he's lost even more water and he's so dried out, he's barely holding himself together as he chases MJ onto the roof. Spidey finally makes it and Hydrant Man's last attack causes him to lose his solid form and evaporate, defeating him for now. The way they animate him climbing the ladder... He looks so weak. Yeah, this whole last little bit, he's definitely less massive. Like, he he was drawn as a very large character, and he's already lost a lot of mass here, which is a very cool little bit to do. And he's kind of wobbly, a little gelatinous. I think we mentioned it earlier where I'm like, why the fuck did they mention that it was super hot outside? And this is where it actually comes in, which I thought was actually really good. Yeah. Love me some payoff. Hey, came full circle. 
you know that's just uh that's just some good writing the only thing that could have made it like more apparent because that was kind of subtle between the cops was if somehow um the headline early on said new york heat, heat wave. wave yeah or something yeah, yeah. They do, and you know what to be fair they didn't even really need to go and say that earlier in the episode it just kind of like if you connected the dots like we are right now then this is that little bit of extra payoff I, they kind of take a minute here to spell it out for you that don't you get it bench she's led you away from the water that feeds you you're barely holding yourself together pal i love the way that uh, uh spider-man says she already has <laughs> you can't beat me i don't have to slick she already has he says it the exact same way that he says i already have in the first episode <laughs> it's have. exactly the same if Eddie you listen Brock. to it i already have the second he misses his half-hearted last ditch attack on spider-man just and then hydro-man scream when he comes at spider-man i'll destroy you with my bare no top-notch voice acting from from what from what Maury Bench is played here by a titan of voice acting, Rob Paulson. And his credits list is obviously massive, but you probably recognize his voice here most from him being Raphael on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Yakko Warner from Animaniacs. Oh, it's the Yakko voice. It's the Yakko voice. He also does Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. He does a ton of stuff. But like Pinky's kind of a voice. He's kind of almost doing Yakko here. And he especially is. when he yes. does that scream, you can definitely hear it. Also, it, like I like that they they cap this little scene here with a little bit of more nerd talk. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> he explains that like maybe Hydra Man's not gone for good just because he smashed uh into chunks of water and evaporated into the air. They kind of like um indirectly reference the water cycle i'm like yes the water cycle everybody remembers grade nine science right but the ending actually is very similar to the comic like spider-man goes and brings hydro-man away from uh a water source onto a heated rooftop and he evaporates after being exhausted from fighting spider-man i like how they brought that back but in a kind of a different way. Well, it's a good it's a good way to defeat him, and then they just uh, they you know they spread the credit around a little bit here. I mean, it's yeah. ostensibly sure. this is a Mary Jane episode. Yeah, it's so very it, MJ centric. I like that they at least had the balls to give her credit. You know. Yeah. Like yeah, it's a Spider Man show. It was kind of her episode, but it's it's Spider Man show. You expect him to defeat the villain, but like. No, she does a lot of the work here. He which, shows up no, 20 sure. minutes late and then mansplains to her the water cycle. Well, <laughs> that's true. Then she goes and does the, the jab at Peter Parker. She's like, now you sound like my friend Peter Parker. Hey, don't insult me. Oh, my God. Oh. Dude. Also, my friend Peter Parker. Oh, oh, savage. They just need to have like him like where his eyes go super wide. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the but the the fucking complicated way that Spider-Man basically says water sticks to itself. H2O is infamous among solvents for its self-cohesiveness. We know what you're saying. The villain's not gone forever. He'll be back and you'll be sorry. The thing that we're not sorry about is that the bow on this episode has Peter and MJ out on a date on Coney Island, having confronted a few of her demons. It looks like MJ is willing to get a little closer to Peter. At least as far as their lips are concerned. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, Peter and MJ are there doing the milk can toss, throwing the softballs into the milk cans, which is clearly a fucking rigged game. It's a scam. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Peter is like, um, oh, I can't do this, whatever. I'm pretty sure fucking Spider-Man can do it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope he can. He's bullseyeing shit with his web shooters. Yeah, he's going and like whipping fucking quarters off of newspapers and shit, like whatever. You <laughs> yeah, know you, he you... can go and figure out this ball scam. And then he goes and he starts like commiserating. He's like, this woman faces the most powerful supervillain ever without falling to pieces. And I, Mr. Superhero, am whining about getting sick. 
the most powerful supervillain ever, Pete. Like, seriously? Think of who you've gone against. Like, this guy was nothing. Yeah, this guy just got defeated by a warm day. <laughs> Venom had to go to space. Like To be fair, Vero, some of us have been defeated by a warm day. <laughs> <laughs> we've all had The whiter had ones among us have oh, been geez. defeated by many a warm day. Not to take away from MJ's defeat of Hydro Man, but... Really? So then they go and show a uh, newspaper and it's like, co-ed escapes mystery thief. Spider-Man is cleared. Why can't they just write her name? Why do they always yeah, I use know. the term co-ed? Well, you don't normally put a whole name in a headline, but... Like, what's co-ed? Does anyone use co-ed? When did we stop using co-ed? Co- isn't co-ed like a derogatory term? Co-ed, Google says, is a dated North American term for a female student. Yeah, so now it's sort of like, well, yeah, women are actually in larger proportions in higher education than men, so it's not really co-ed. Men are the co-eds now. Boom. Definitely the 90s, it was out of date. Well, again, this might be our older dudes are making this for younger people scenario. I'll give you this. MJ does seem like a fun date. Yeah, she like doesn't take it seriously. She does the backward throw. He's like, you want to go? Yeah. Throw it backwards, whatever. She's fucking around. She's like, it's a scam, but whatever. I like it because, yeah, it, you're right. It sort of some. It's easy to animate or be like, no, I don't want to throw. Like you, you know what I mean. But oh, she just yeah, doing goes the whole for it. Fake. I'm not good at things. Yeah. Oh, I'm so act. bad. No, she just immediately just made it a farce, and turns out she won a tiny little cow. Vero, have you ever done that? I saw her like push a child out of the way to go touch a bug at a fucking science center. Yeah, I'm I'm ultra competitive, but I'm not great. So it's a really terrible cycle. <laughs> I completely forgot about his mutation problem until he mentions it here while MJ's throwing softballs uh, because it didn't come up at all in this episode. Like it came up at the very beginning when he was complaining about it and while he was fighting eels. But uh, it hadn't come up in, you know, 15 minutes or so. And then he just sort of drops it here again. I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing. Like, wait, are you still having problems? Are you uh, like he didn't have any slip ups or anything, which I'm not complaining about that. Uh, But it's just sort of odd. No, I agree. It was like, what the fuck? He also calls it his disease. Yeah. Isn't the entire season, though, called Neogenic Nightmare in relation to this whole thing where he's losing his powers? Like, Yeah, I guess it's sort of just a little bit of a break. So it's not hammering that one note the entire time. But then, guys, we finally get that moment that we've been waiting for for so long. Peter and Mary Jane kiss. It's not another man looking like him. I was going to say, I'm like, this is, yeah, wait, they kiss in the chameleon one. Oh, but- yes, right. Well, fuck off, Pharaoh. Fuck you, that Kevin. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. It wasn't him. This is a legitimate I'm just talking about kiss. this is when they do it for real. They do Let me have this real. moment of true romance. You, neither of you know what that, what is that, what that is about. <laughs> you played ukulele at our wedding. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's all a facade. <laughs> I actually did smile when I watched that. I was I was happy. It's very cute, except for they keep talking about water problems. And after that kiss, I don't think MJ has any. Oh, <laughs> Sorry about the rain. Seems like you're having nothing but water problems lately. You know, right now, it really doesn't seem like a problem. I guess she told him about it. I, I mean, I think Peter would have known. Maybe he took the photo of her on the front page. True. Like, oh, MJ, tell me about how you wound up with all this treasure. And then it allowed her to maybe open up because she realized, you know what? This is done. I face my fears. I'm better than this. I deserve happiness. What I liked about it is that uh, Peter is the opposite of Bench. Bench wants her as a thing. And Peter cares about her as a person. Even though they're having fun, he's like, "Ah, I'm sorry. It's not as good as it could have been. I know you could like you really needed to pick me up. Because he cares about her. Yeah. But finally, we go and get the consummation of their... Yeah, we want that smooch. Moo, woo, woo. I'm here for those 90s awakening cartoon smooches. Wait, Wait, who said that? (laughs) Yeah, oh, not me. And with that, we wipe the sweat from our brows as another episode is all wrapped up. 
And that means it's time to give our final thoughts and arbitrary spider ratings where we rank the episode using whatever idiotic metric we can come up with off the top of our heads. Peter, hit me. Well, my spider rating for this is 7 out of 10 states of matter. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a solid episode that brought out the backstory of the main villain, which I always think is cool, and taught us some more about Mary Jane uh, and gave uh, gave some of her backstory. We didn't see any of the stupid, oh, I'm losing my powers bullshit that we saw in the recap in the last couple of episodes, which I thought was actually pretty refreshing. There was solid voice acting from Rob Paulson, and there was a bunch of action, which I felt was maybe a little bit too quick, and there wasn't that much tension in it. The new web fluid I thought was pretty cool, and I liked how it kind of stuck to how the comic did it in uh, in the final defeat, um, which I always think is cool, where they call back to the uh, source material. But yeah, no, I thought it was all right. Not as great as the last couple episodes, but it was it was pretty solid. Vera, uh, let's hear from you. Actually, I'm going to follow up with what Peter said. The fact that the last two episodes were very intensive and very Spider-Man focused, it would have felt really shitty to just have a nothing villain that Peter has to fight himself. So to make an episode following that up about MJ actually makes the episode stand up a little bit better and makes it way more intriguing than having a hangover episode from Venom. So this actually, I think, played in its benefit. Um, I really liked this episode. Uh, Again, like... It was really cool to see that MJ is a really well-developed character and has some strengths and weaknesses as a person and isn't uh, a traditional damsel in distress. I think as a whole, it's a pretty solid episode. Uh, Some good fights and some good characterizations. And um, I will give it eight Spider-Man squat poses out of ten because he definitely hams in the squat poses a lot in this episode and I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. And as for me, I really enjoyed this episode. It was, like you guys were saying, a nice break from the wishy-washy power issues of the last two episodes. You know, that's a theme, um, but it's good to get a break. And there's a good and a bad way to do this sort of a villain of the week episode. And this was the right way. It's not just an excuse for the hero to have to do or need something to do. It gives you a perspective that you didn't have and gives you more insight to characters. And that's exactly what's going on. Like there's cool fights. There's cool use of Peter using his smarts. There's great acting. There's good animation. And uh, fuck it. Some bonus points too for handling a sensitive issue in a way that was pretty good for the early 90s. I think we can all agree. I'm going to give this episode 73 butterfly fish in a school of 78. Nice. Yeah, do the math on that, nerds. 93.5%. Whoa. 0.6, sorry. (laughs) So, now that we're all done with this episode, it is time to look forward to the future. But unfortunately, I don't believe that the Daily Bugle has been published yet. So, I guess we don't know what's Uh, happening. Don't worry about it, Kevin. I've actually got a copy of the Westchester County Gazette. I find its articles to be a little bit more intellectual. He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue with Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? And it turns out that the front page says that Spider-Man seeks help from Professor Xavier and the X-Men about the mystery behind his own mutation. But Herbert Langdon's supposed cure for mutations is actually meant to kill mutants instead. Holy fuck. We're already on the big crossover episode. And it's something that Peter probably even remembers it's that big. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, Kevin, but uh, <laughs> don't really recall much. Um, you, son of a bitch. you jerk. Oh, man. Does anybody remember anything from this episode? I remember the X-Men theme. Uh, I remember so much from this episode, mainly because Wolverine's in it a bunch and that's sick. He takes no nonsense. Like Spider-Man's all jokes. Like he's sarcastic and jokey and Wolverine takes no shits. (laughs) I remember power of web shooters get real sticky. Oh, he's such a dick there. (laughs) That line is burned in my head. And uh, when Spider-Man's fighting in the danger room, 
and apart from that, and the the fact that the X Men are in it, not a ton. Else. Like the actual hard plot of that one is pretty up in the air to me. Except that Wolverine does not like the Spider Man. Well, that's gonna do it for us here at Radioactive Spider Pod. As we said off the top, check us out online, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, and check out our website, Thwip Thwip, uh, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. If you like our episode, please share with your friends, family, and local aquarium security guards. And if you loved it, consider sharing it online or rating and reviewing us on iTunes to help us get the show out there. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with our next episode. Until then... Stay cool, everyone. (laughs) Stay safe. Stay dry. Don't talk to anyone from high school. And keep swinging. (laughs) You do you. (laughs) Oh, jeez. All right. Do you dream about a girl with who's just a um who's a mix of Destiny's Child? I dream about a girl with a mix of Destiny's Child, just a little touch of Madonna's wild style with Janet Jackson style. Get another beer. Throwing a body like Jennifer, you got the star in my liquid dreams. My liquid dreams.